Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name's Chris Paul and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Manon Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member, one of our staff members, our volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. I'm going to try my best to follow the two naturals tonight in uh, Colin and Craig uh, after their stormers. Um, but let's introduce the team tonight. Firstly, Colin, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm very good, Mason. I don't know about natural. Uh, my pals that listen to this podcast, uh, they, they call me Colin M. McDuff and I don't have a middle name, so I think that tells you what they think of me and my podcasting skills, but... Good to be on as always. No, I think you're doing yourself injustice there, mate. And I think they're, uh, they definitely are as well. Next up, we've got Davey T. How are you, Davey? Yeah, great. Thanks. Keeping well and uh, looking forward to tonight. I've been able to talk about a win and uh, and uh, the, the real football again. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a big pick-me-up we needed from, from Tuesday night because I don't think I slept well for about four nights after that, to be honest. But... Uh, and lastly, uh, Craig, how are you, Craig? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having us on tonight, guys. And uh, good luck to Mason on his, his hosting debut. You're already doing better on me, mate. I, I, got, the, I got it wrong at the start. Uh, so you're already two steps ahead of us. But um, I, I'm, I'm glad that we're actually able to talk about a, a win and a wee, bit of, a wee bit of positivity going forward. So I should be a good one. You've just reminded me there, though, Craig, actually, uh, before we, we talk about the, the game Saturday, please, everyone uh, watching, get your questions in and we'll try and go to go through them all uh, tonight. Um, but let's start then with, with the game Saturday, 2-0 win against Kilmarnock. Um, we knew Derek McInnes, you know, how, how he sets up and, uh, you know, we knew as much as we wanted to come out of blocks and, and get the game sort of won in the first 45 minutes, I just, you know, after Tuesday, I just like, didn't see us doing that and, that, and that's a game... That's how it kind of panned out. 
Colin, we made four changes to the USG game and uh, Yilmaz coming for Barisic, Davis in for Jack, Lawrence in for Kamara and Wright in for Matondo. Uh, you was in the press box Saturday, so you had the best seat in, in the house. Um, what was the sort of thoughts on uh, the start in 11 uh, Saturday before kickoff? And was you like surprised not to see Ben Davis get some minutes? I was surprised to see, uh, not to see Davis. I, I thought it was quite weird that we're willing to chuck him in and like, a kind of must-win game uh, with half an hour go, half an hour to go on Tuesday, but no starting with in Kilmarnock. But having said that, I thought James Sands actually had a decent game. Um, I was I was delighted to see those changes. I'll be honest, the changes he made that was the changes we wanted at half time on Tuesday. Let's be honest, and I think uh, there would have been a lot of mummers around Ibrox uh, if we didn't change it up. I thought. I thought Tuesday we lacked a bit of forward dynamism. Um, I said Tom Warden's coming in to start. I thought he was excellent. So, no, it was good to see for the get-go. We we set up to go and attack Kelly and and t- try and be in the front through and be creative. Um, how well that panned out, I'm sure we'll discuss, but it was welcome changes. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, there definitely needed to be changes and from Tuesday. Um, you know, the performance was, was, was unacceptable, to be fair. But, Davey, there wasn't too many sort of clear-cut chances in the first half. I thought we, again, moved the ball really too too slow and probably, again, just a little bit too safe in there, even though I did think Davis was 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 a much-needed, you know, change. I thought he had, he had a good game. Um, one player I want to sort of ask you about is uh, Tillman. I thought he was really lively in the first half. Has he sort of impressed you so far? And do you think we've got a good, you know, good player there? Yeah, very much. Um, he had a, a really good few moves and he, he, he nearly chances. I'll call them nearly chances. The one he took the ball in his chest, went through, just ran out. I think. Um, and he, his movement sometimes, the, the way he turns to, to lose players, absolutely. Sometimes are absolutely brilliant. Uh, Movements and uh, no, great. His vision, obviously. Uh, sometimes he's sometimes he's too quick. I think for uh, for other players, the likes of the the free kick he took quickly. If, if Rangers were a wee bit more the forward, the here I go again. <laughs> Kovac, if he Kovac, if he um, was a wee bit wiser, a wee bit sharper, then uh, then he would have uh, he, he could have gone to the end of that. But um, no, he's, he's he's brilliant. He's uh, one of the one of the light points of the of the season so far, along with Tom Lawrence. I don't know why you're going to mention him um, separately, but um, he is, he's been a breath of fresh air as well since he came in. Uh, and the, his movement is just... It, it may also make space for others. It's not just how, that he's... He always seems to find space, but he makes space for others as well. And it makes playing football so much easier when you've got players that uh, that can find space. Yeah, I agree on, on Tom Lawrence. I think that's a really good signing, especially on a, on a free transfer. But when he was first linked, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, was, I wasn't I was keen. Um, but then you sort of, you know, listen to what Derby fans had to say about him. You watch some of the goals he scored last season and, you know, he scored some absolute screamers. And what I like about him, he gets in the sort of that final third and he's trying to pick out a pass as he does for, for Kolach's goal. He puts it on a plate for him. Um, Corey, um, I don't think I don't think it's a free... Uh... A free transfer? Is it not a loan with the, the option to buy at the end of it? Lawrence Lawrence is a free transfer, but Tillman is the loan with, with option to buy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of Tillman. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. sorry. Okay. No, but I, I do I do agree with you on Tillman as well. I think he, he's only 20. I think, you know, it's harsh, I think, to, to sort of criticise him on, on Tuesday night as well for a young boy coming in. But I think as the season goes on, I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be a really good player for us. Yeah, so um, Definitely. Uh, Craig, sort of come on to Tom Lawrence, um, what your thoughts on him, but that 30-yard uh, shot he had come crashing off the bar was sort of the closest we come in the first half. Um, he's definitely going to score some crackers for him, for us, isn't he? And also, I want to ask you about Yilmaz making his debut and, and what your thoughts were, 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 like on his performance. Cool. Um, so, I'm, I'm not doubting in any way, shape or form that the players that we've got in are of high calibre. Um We've seen the videos of them. We've seen glimpses um, during pre-season. We've seen glimpses during the, the last game. It's just like what we said about... See, Tillman? Tillman was the only kind of bright spark in a really, really, really fucking dark night um, in Belgium. Um, I said 
probably about a month ago. It was late. it was the week leading up to the signings, um, and and I probably sounded as if I was I was coming across as that we weren't actually going to sign anybody. Um, my concern wasn't that we, were going to, we weren't going to sign anyone. My concern was um, that we were going to sign them a bit too late and they weren't going to be prepared enough. And we as a team just now, that's that's what I think we are, is um, a team that, that's just lacking a bit of gelling. I mean, we've seen, you just said there about Lawrence, um, every time Lawrence gets that ball running about the 18-yard box, you can see his head's up and he's looking at the goal and he's wanting to shoot. Um, Tillman is about two steps ahead of every player in that park. Um, he's, he's wanting to drive at players. He's, he's wanting to actually create something, which there's been comparisons made against uh, Big Aribo, but Aribo would turn quite a lot of the time and, and would kind of try and shield and look for a pass, um, and it would tend to slow us down quite a bit, whereas with, with Tillman, it looks as if he's going to open the legs up and just go at them. Um, you spoke about uh, the right back there. Um, to give you an idea, right? So I, I speak about my wee boy quite a bit on this podcast, right? Um, the morning of the game, he wanted me to go to JD and get a name on the back. And uh, he was like, ah, I'm going to get the new right back uh, on my top. And I was like, ah, wee man, you never ever get a new signing on the back of your tap. Uh, I remember a few lax Alps kicking about um, at the beginning of the 55 season and he was going to do this and he was going to do that. Um, I had Tori Andrew Flo, um, the I had it in the, the back of my red top and the uh, first couple of weeks was amazing. I fucking scored in the 5-1 game and signs are looking amazing and then, wow. Um, See, to so, be fair, Peg, that was in the days where you char- you got charged per letter, so that's why you don't fall. Just to the other guns. I've said on the WhatsApp group for MD thinking that I was a wee bit concerned by his debut. I get that he's young, I get that it's a new country, he doesn't speak the language, um, he's, it's going to take a bit of time for any player coming from any other league to get used to this. Um, my concern started when he done a wee interview and he spoke about his, uh, his, his plans for playing for Rangers, going to win the league, going to do this, going to do that, and then he's going to earn his loads and loads of money. And you're like, you've not even kicked a boy yet. Uh, going, to, going to calm that down. Uh, which we all hope. I, I hope the guy goes on to be like unbelievable. I've been saying right back, he's a left back. Uh, I've just realised that there. Um, but aye, see when he tripped up, I was like, no. Because that's the type of thing I would do if I was on that park you know, at the age of 33. Um, I, I would go to run and I would fall and I'd probably do my hammy and that would be me out for six months. Um, second half, he looked as if he'd calmed down a wee bit. The first time he got the ball, um, he tried to put in a ball, which if it was if it was a couple of inches um, closer towards Kovac, uh, it would have been an unbelievable delivery. Like, probably one of the best that we've seen. Um so there is signs there, but uh, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself with the young guy because he is very, very young. And um, I, I've learned like, the likes of Tori Andrew Flo. Do, I'll stay with you, Craig, for this. Do you think it, it's fair, though, to say, I think he, it was said before the game Saturday on Rangers TV, that he's only had four training sessions. He, you know, he's, his English is clearly miles off it. Um, he's learning, though. He's learning. And I think, they said that Hadji was the only other player we've got in the squad that can speak Turkish, but he's not, he's not, you know, he's, he's coming back from, from that long-term injury. So we are, I know we're, you know, support that are quickly to, to you know, to, to sound out a player if, if we like him or not. You know, his age, where, you know, where he's coming from, I think this one, we are going to have to just be a lot more patient. I but it also goes back to the lack of preparation as well, Mason. Um, we've known for months that we've had these qualifiers coming up. We've known for months when the league starts. Um, I, I think as well, we're, we're getting beat 2-0 in Europe. Uh, one of the worst performances I've seen from a Rangers team for, for a long, long time. And then the manager thinks it's a good idea to put a brand spanking new centre-half and a brand spanking new left-back want to somehow change the game um, when they've never they've not even kicked a ball in anger for Rangers yet um, 
things like that, you, you're not going to do them any justice because let's let's face facts. We were never ever going to do anything in that game after they scored the second, right? Um, when when we brought the players on, I, I don't understand the thinking of it. Only negatives can come out of that where mistakes could happen. And see, see when Rangers players, it's proven with John Lundstrom, right? John Lundstrom uh, had a hell of a time getting back into favour. Um, and it's only because he done exceptionally well that he managed to overturn the, the, the vast majority, me included. Um, I was his biggest critic um, or, or thinking. And if something disastrous happened with one of the players on Tuesday night, which wouldn't have been out of character for the way that the team was playing, it would have made it extremely difficult for them going forward at such an early point in their Rangers career. So 100% what you're saying there, mate. But I think, see if we brought them in, because we all knew, we'd all heard these players. These players were all mentioned. It's not as if they, they just came out of nowhere and we went, fuck, I wasn't expecting that signing. They were talking about them for weeks. Um, and it makes you wonder, what, what, why were they waiting so long? I understand there's negotiating stuff like that, but the negotiating should have started before the before the Scottish Cup final. That, that, the, the negotiating should have started then. Um, I, it frustrates the fucking life out of me. Sorry for swearing, but um, we've known about this for so long. People wonder why Rangers don't come out the traps at the beginning of the season so well, and Celtic do. We turned up at pre-season with half a team. Most of the players were on international duty or coming back, having their holidays because of their international we didn't have the new players in, while Celtic have done all their business and they're all coming back and then if the season starts, they're ready to go. Every season, it's been, it's been like that for as long as I can remember. But, aye, that's my rant. No, I think, I think you're spot on. Me and Colin was actually saying off air about our, our, we'll come to the sort of Champions League game, but that you know our record in these qualifiers, they're, they're awful and they have been for years, you know, not just uh, obviously recently, Europa League, we've done really well. But last season, for me, if we go out and hopefully we can turn it around tomorrow night, we've made exactly the same mistake this year than we did last year. But let's hope we'll come to the, the Champions League in a minute. Um, but Colin, we, we did take the lead early in the second half. Kolach, who, who got his first competitive goal. Um, I think some of the criticism of him as well has been way over the top. And I think Mark Haightley, especially... Uh, his comments are just not helpful. Um, I think, in fairness to, to Kolach, we've been brought in for another option. And a lot of supporters are comparing him to Morelos, which naturally, he's our best striker. So every striker we get is going to get pe- compared to him. There is only one Morelos. And, he, and there's not many uh, strikers in world football that does what he does. He occupies a defence on his own. He wins free kicks. He gets us up the pitch. He's a nuisance. He's strong. He's got half a turn of pace. So for us to go and sign a player like that that goes and replaces Morelos, we haven't got the finances to go and do that. So where I, I would criticise Gio in this as well in terms of the last two games uh, before before Saturday and, and even in the first half Saturday, there was no one near Kolach. He's not a player that, that's, that's... We're playing like Morelos is playing up front. So in his defence, I say, what a finish Saturday. Oh. No, I totally agree with you, Mason. Uh, it was so unfair. And I said last week as well that while Kolach and Cholak didn't do too much last week, it's, I don't think he was the reason that the Rangers will beat. Uh, we can't we ask, ask somebody to be Alfredo Morelos. And as a fan base and as a team, we need to start learning that because we've done it with Jermaine before, we've done it with Cedric Aiton, we've done it... It took us about nine games last season to realise Kmar Roof can't play the same way as Alfredo Morelos. We got away with it slightly because Roof is just a much better all-round footballer than most of the players we do have. Um, so it's completely unfair in Cholak. And it was good to see that we, we set up purposefully to give him more support on Saturday. Lawrence Tillman and Wright, who Scott Wright actually had a good first 15-20 minutes before he faded. They were all playing off uh, Cholak and, you know, there was a lot of good movement in between those three um, interchanging. Lawrence coming in the middle, Tillman going out left and, you know, just playing with Cholak as opposed to sitting deep and expecting me to just chase shadows and I was delighted that he got the goal. Um, really good finish and that's what you're going to get with Cholak. I think he's going to be a player who will drift in and out of games. He plays on the shoulder 
Um, he's got to be very, very frustrating with the amount of times he gets called offside this season. I think we've seen that already. But he's right playing the shoulder and he's just going to need maybe one or two chances and he will take them. Um, he's a really good finisher for what we've seen so far. Craig, you've made a really good point in the chat there. Mark Haley didn't help at all and a bit ironic seeing as he didn't have the best start to his Rangers career too. I wasn't expecting that there, sorry, Colin. Uh, I, it's, uh, see, when I, see, when I read it, I was like, I was actually really dumbfounded. We, you can understand when there's players that have started well, like the likes of Dado Purcell, right? See if Dado Purcell was to come out and go, guys having a mare. Dado Purcell went on pre-season and scored an overhead kick against Fulham. And everybody was like, who is this guy? Uh, and then went on to like, have an amazing Rangers career. Mark Haitley, who was literally hated by a large, large section of Rangers support for quite a considerable period at the start of his Rangers career, comes out and absolutely slaughters somebody and you go, did it help you, mate? Uh, and, and see when the ex-Rangers players do this, I wonder why they do it. Are they getting paid to do it? Or are they, is, it, is, is a journalist phoned up and went, here, I'm going to give you X amount if you can say this. Because um, it's certainly not to the benefit of Rangers Football Club. Uh, and Ali McCoyst is just as bad at times. Um, Ali, will, Ali will jump up and down when winning the, the semi-final of the Europa League and then get his tickets for Seville and all that. But these players need to calm it down sometimes when it comes to speaking about Rangers. We're very... I mean, we're on the chat. See, when you're a tight-knit team, which these players are meant to be part of the Rangers family... You keep it in house and you don't fucking air your dirty washing. And see when players do that, I'm like, ah, what are you doing, man? Sorry, another rant. No, I, I make you spot on. D- David, here, I'll come to you on this one as well, because this, this has been quite a big conversation over the support over the last few days. Some some supporters agree with him and, and have written off Kolach. Uh, Ch- Cholach, got to stop calling him Kolach. Cholach. Uh, the, <laughs> last, the, last, uh, the last week or so. What's your sort of thoughts on it? Well, definitely unfair. That's that's for sure. I mean, you can't judge MD in what is it? Three games he's had now, four games. You can't judge MD on that. But um, nah, I, 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 he's really had three three finishes. He had an offside goal. Uh, it was in fact it wasn't offside. It wasn't offside goal, and he scored two goals. So I mean, that, that's in a handful of games. He scored three goals. <laughs> what are we expecting from him? Is we're just putting too much pressure on him, I think, by saying things like that. But as Craig says, Haley should just keep just be quiet about about it. But no, I think I think the big guys. I mean, nobody played good against the Belgians. Nobody, not one player played good. We're Tillman a wee bit, but that was it. And uh, yeah, the thing about Tillman, you asked me as well. He, he seems to be uh, running out of steam round about just after half time. But you've got to remember about him as well. He's come from second-team football. He's only played seven games, first-team game football. You can't expect him to be up the same speed for 90 minutes as guys, that are professionals that have been doing it for years. So, I mean, I think when you when you a support look at players and pundits look at players, they've got to take into consideration the, the people's ages, uh, how many games, like Craig says, two players coming on, untried, never played together. You've got to take all that into consideration. You can't just put them all that they're rubbish. And it was the same with Lundstrom, wasn't it? When 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 he came in, he was uh, the bad boy for about six months as well uh, until he started really putting in good games. And I'm still not 100% sure about Lundstrom. I'm one of the ones that find them dodgy at times. But um, no, he's a uh, it, it it should be it, it should be given as good chance as anybody else, and that's that's uh, that's what I think about it. It's to just uh, we shouldn't be be, be, be uh, calling them all kinds of things and duds or whatever it is. It should it could be as good a striker as anybody we've had. See, see, just on it as well. See, see, uh, I, I watched the the press conference with Lundstrom, and Lundstrom actually ridiculed it. Um, with with the criticism that's been aimed, uh, it wasn't a particular player. It was it was basically newer players, um, and they'd said they basically asked Lundstrom if uh, 
if he had any words of wisdom, because obviously he's come from that experience of not having the best start. And Lundstrom basically said it's, it's two games. Like we're not talking about like a half a season here. Um, and it's 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 absolutely mental how again I said that a couple of weeks ago how the media can latch onto stuff and then we as a support then dance to the tune and go aye you're right mm. instead of going like that like what about the team over on the other side their scores are actually quite similar to us and the players are playing quite similar to our players but, but why is the media not saying that's the same thing see sorry and tell see just like when you've said there, that's twice in the last two weeks a senior players came out and, and basically told us all to fuck up. You know what I mean? For in a nicer way, that's we need that kind of leadership through the squad. And I'm so glad that I, I've not seen Lundstrom's, um I've not seen Lundstrom's conference today. So just putting up what you said there, that's what came out. That's another senior player showing leadership and saying, no, no, but I'm going to stick up for my players here. I love that. And then you've got uh, Ali McCoy's coming out and calling the Celtic, Celtic why the Portuguese guy a genius? Yeah, he scored a crack of a goal, but what makes him a genius? <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, he's only played for one season in a few games. I would know. I haven't seen him either. But I don't watch him either, but, but uh, I know I know Ali called, called him a genius. And uh, no, it's... Uh, and then at the same time, they're calling our players rubbish. So I don't, I don't get it. I think it does all stem from from hate, though, doesn't it? And the comments, because I think it just went from that, it just spiraled. And and, and the, the sad thing is, I actually think with 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 Cholak, he should have two goals to his name now because the goal obviously last Saturday with one chance, one goal, and it was a great header. So you know, let's just—he's a penalty box striker. We're just going to have to, you know, hopefully get Meredith back in the team. And I think Cholak will be someone that we end up bringing on sort of later in the game. Um, but Colin, I'll come to you on this one. And so, probably the the best thing coming out of Saturday, apart from the three points, was was uh, Morelos back on the pitch. He got um, you know a big big welcome back, and um, it's just you know just great to see him back um, back for us because obviously he is you know at, when he's on form, he, he's such a handful. I was a wreck this weekend, and it wasn't because Kira was over for Ireland. See, since I heard that Morelos is back in t- contention, there's a reason why this episode is called "Beautiful Boy in the Buffalo." I'm so buzzing to see him back. See, like the biggest Craig <laughs> 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 Campbell pointies here. Uh, Morelos has done a Campbell. Um, see, when we Instagram. Uh, <laughs> when I announced uh, Redu the subs bench, and you know what it's like, yeah, everybody cheers the lineup. McLaughlin, wait, wait, and then it goes down, down, and it's it's the odd one wee guy, yay! Like for the subs, we went mental for Morelos when they came on. The place erupted as well. It was brilliant to see. What what I really liked seeing, obviously, he's no fully back up to Matt Sharpness yet, and we do need to remember he's only human. We need to give him time. He's not going to be the Alfredo Morelos he was this time last year straight away. We need to give him time to settle in. But it's nice to see old habits die hard. How many times in the second half when he came on did we see that Taft firing that ball in to the middle of the park? Morelos coming deep. Morelos clipping on the um, Matondo or Lawrence or side. It's just straight away the link-ups there as well. And then he's going to... I'm so buzzing for him that he got his role, Mason. Yeah, it's, yeah, same. I think both strikers, you know, that's what we want. We want them both, you know, scoring goals. And sort of, uh, David, I'll come to you on this one. The sort of big question now is, do we, does he start uh, tomorrow night? For me, I would say, I think that it's a bit too early. I think someone that's been out for nearly half a year, I think as, as much as, as an important player is for us, I think we're going to have to be a little bit patient. No, I don't. I don't think he's ready. Um, I think he's. Uh, you can see he's carrying a couple of pounds too much. And after, I think after he scored, he was going. I think he was going to run to the corner flag, and he realised I'll be knackered once I get to the corner flag. I'm. I'm going, I'm going to have a wee lie down. <laughs> Sorry, a wee lie down. No, I don't think. I don't think he's ready for the. I think. I think he'll come on at some time, but I, I would be surprised to see him start. And although. He might decide uh, to give him a half hour or the first try him the first half. He might, I don't know, but I don't think he'll. He'll certainly not last the full game. As I said, he, he could hardly hardly last the half hour he got on. But 
now. But I mean, he's out for five months, so, so I mean, you can't expect him to to just come in and run about like a like somebody that's been uh, been been playing football for for six months, uh, first team football. We can, five months is a long time. I mean, if you've got the likes of Ryan Kent was out for what three weeks or something like that, you can expect him to maybe get a starting place because three weeks for a professional footballer isn't really you won't lose that much uh, training. And uh, but no, I don't think I don't think he'll start Morelos. I, I think he'll bring him on for the last half hour if we're in, if we're in trouble. That's my, yeah. my opinion. See, see the the lights the. Call can, can we not call him Tony or something like that? Yeah, Tony. That's that's a really good <laughs> yeah, shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking that yesterday. I keep changing it. Colat, Cholat. So Tony. Yeah. Tony is that no a wee bit? Yeah. Tony. Tony. No, I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to come up with something, here, don't we? Oh, no, he, he's called Antonio, is he not? I think. Yeah. So, thank yeah. Tom. Thank Tom. <laughs> And Rabbi's another one as well. That's going to need changes, I think. Well. Rab, Rab, yeah. Rab, and Tony. Craig, I'll uh, I'll come to you on this. Uh, Davis uh, started Saturday. I was actually quite surprised to see him start. Um, I still, for me, I think Davis, all our midfielders. I think he's the one that that picks you know a pass the best out of all, all of them in there. I think he reads the game better than than them all as well. Obviously, he's thirty, he's thirty seven, and. I, you know, I do get quite frustrated that we are still relying on on Stephen Davis to come in and, and sort of be the main man in the midfield, considering the amount of transfer windows and money we've actually spent, and we're still crying out for me for for a box to box midfielder. Steve Davis is he, he is like a fine wine though, and the the path for Morelos's goal where he, he plays it into Matondo is exactly what we need. Yeah, uh, I think Stephen Davis is the type of player that you don't realise what you've got until he's not there. Um, in the period of time that he's, he's not been in the team there, which was obviously quite short, you, you're like, we're missing something there, and then you put him in, and then he starts linking up play, um, and he doesn't necessarily need to be the Stephen Davis that, that was here like years and years ago, because uh, it does it feels like a lifetime ago, um, his first spell, which he was a completely different player, where he was the box-to-box type of midfielder, Um but now he'll very rarely kind of move away from the centre circle and, and he still manages to, to get the ball to, to stick to him like a magnet. He can ping the passes, like you said there. Um, and he's the type of player as well that even if he's not having the best of games, uh, he tends to be one of the kind of solid 7 out of 10 type of players, um, which I think in evidence of the, the game in Belgium, that's what we need from players when when they're not going to be playing at their best, at least be consistent enough that we're not going to be going, oh God, he's on the ball. Uh, and I hate to say it, but the likes of Barisic that came on um, at Kilmarnock, um, as much as I, I, wasn't, I wasn't overly enamoured with the wee guy playing at left-back in his first game, I thought it was again a, a bizarre um, substitution to bring him on. I, I get that the young boy wouldn't be completely up to match fitness and stuff and he probably his legs were starting to go but um, Borna Barisic just now for me needs to be taken out of the team for a period of time at the very least um, Barisic has proven time and time again that he won't just have the odd bad game Barisic tends to go through a bad three months um, and then a bit of time on the bench tends to get doing well um, so uh, the likes of Davis Davis is a consistent do you know what I mean? You know what you're going to get off him. But again, there's a massive frustration for me that when we signed him, it wasn't like seeing the past when we'd signed McGregor and we'd signed Davis and there was these players that were extending their contracts and you're going, right, Mr. Reliable, that's what we need. It's going, why are we not fucking moving forward here? Why are we not? Do you know what I mean? It's like Davis isn't going to be a project for the next three to four years, which... I want, I want a Rangers team that I can go, the majority of these players are going to be raised for a project here. And we, may, we might not do Champions League this season, we might do group stages or whatever, but do something and then next season we can go even better. Instead of going like, that's it's probably going to be, we've been saying it for three seasons, this is probably Stephen Davis's last season, and, and we're still talking about the guy. And thank God that he's, he's the calibre of type of player that he is, but again, why are we not going out and bringing somebody in? 
Um, aye. Yeah, no, I, I'll come. I'll come to that's another thing I've got. You know, I'll talk more about the USG game. I'll come to our transfers and, and what might happen depending on tomorrow's uh, tomorrow night's result. Um, but Colin, um, I can see there in the comments that RF fifty six has put. They'd start Lundstrom as the defensive midfielder, Lawrence and Tillman ahead of him. Um, the, I think the interesting one for tomorrow is with, with no Jack and Kamara at all on Saturday. What, what's your midfield looking like for tomorrow night? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, but Jack and Kamala got a lot of criticism last Tuesday, but let's... Let's give credit where credit's due. The Daily Record gave him a 5 out of 10, both of them, uh, when they didn't even play. So there must be something there um, that we are missing. You know, RSC 56 is right. I think Warren and Tillman do have to start. I think I would have... It all really depends on Ryan Kent, uh, if he's running start or not. I'd like to see... I would like to see Ryan Kent come in and maybe... Maybe Lawrence on the right, Tillman in the middle, with Lundstrom and Davis behind them. It's well, the wee boy football fan of me wants me to go Golson and Sands at the back and just go with fucking nine strikers. Um, it's not going to happen. Geo will have an element of, you know, reservedness. Um, no, he won't. He's not going to bring in Jack or Kamara, but he's going to want to make sure that we can recycle the ball well for deep. And I think Stephen Davis does that. It was exactly what we were missing on Tuesday. And having Davis coming on well on some, I don't think, well, they will be deep line. I don't think it's really a defensive move because how quickly they can move the ball and how aggressive they, they can be in starting the, starting the build up again. So, Davis and Lundstrom with Tillman in front of him, Lawrence and Kent on either wing for me. With I'm going to disagree with you guys. It's for me, it's Alfredo Morelos comes in. I think if we can get 45 minutes out of Morelos time, I think getting a goal in the first half is going to be massive. We touched on it Thursday, I think it was, that we. We're a tough crowd. Let's let's not beat around the bush. If we got a half time and nothing each, it's going to be a very nervous atmosphere. And I think that I don't think the team will respond well. So it's not our it's not our job to make the team feel okay. But we do have a part to play in it. So I think if we can start Morelos, get a goal one one up in the half time, the place will be bouncing and the team will be g'd up. I think we only get maybe. 50, 60 minutes out of Morelos, but Cholak is looking sharp. So I'd much rather Cholak coming on sharp, ready to go, chasing a goal or two for the last half hour, personally. No, that's, that's, that's fair enough. Um, go on, go on, go on. Yeah, go on, mate. Um, see, see, again, just on Lundstrom's uh, press conference, right? See, they were talking about... Um, I've not read much of what uh, the team that were playing the Morris spoke about, but seemingly they were very disrespectful and they've continued to be up to this match. And uh, Lundstrom actually made a made a comment and said they don't know what they're coming to. Um, and I think the Rangers way in the last four years is that the team performs for the start and the fans will follow. And then see when the team starts to drop, we'll pull them over that next mile. So the, the two sets need to start. Just what Colin was saying there, like, I, honestly, see when Colin was saying it there, I could feel myself going like that. See when that, that kickoff starts, um, we need to be on it. And not just the players, the fans need to be on it. Like, it's it's hard to get up for a qualifier and go, oh, we need to, we need to get big licks. But this is a different one. We need to go for it tomorrow from the very start. And I think that includes with Morelos. 
Morelos drags players about and stuff. We need to give them the full Ibrox experience, and I think Morelos gives them that. I think I think you're spot on in terms of the crowd. The, the players are going to need the crowd tomorrow, and, and I think it, for anyone that hasn't seen Lundstrom's conference, uh, press conference, watch it before tomorrow because it will get you right up for it. He was he was fired up, and I think you know going by what he said, some of the hopefully the players are as well because I think some comments from the, the union players and their managers um, definitely fired us up. But the frustrating thing for me is they shouldn't. You know, this game should be, we should be ahead going back to Ibrox. You know, this this team that, that beat us week, no, no disrespect, they sh- shouldn't be 2-0. But that's where we are. And, and hopefully, you know, they can go and turn it around as, as we did so many times last season. Um, David T, I've just seen a comment there from, from David Hurd about uh, he'd put Barisic in tomorrow um, instead of uh, Yilmaz. He says he, he looks like a bag of nerves on Saturday. And to be fair, at times, I, I did think he, 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 he does, but... Born a Barisic for me, I, I, I'm, I'm with Craig. I, I'm, I'm complete. I'll be honest. I'm completely done with, with Borna. He's, he's let me down once too many times. I want to see the, the new left back get a chance. Uh, well, I, did, I don't know if you. I, I said in a show a few weeks ago um, when Yilmaz got bought when we were we knew he was coming. Everybody was talking about YouTube films, and I said I actually didn't think he looked that good in the YouTube films. And uh, and that's his first couple of touches of the ball, and, and, and at the weekend, I thought, oh god, this is the exact same as in the YouTube films that I, that I saw. So, but um, he came on to what, what I liked about him. I'll, I'll, I'll put in the, the the couple of mistakes he made, and when he slipped, I don't think he could do anything about it. Uh, I really thought it is it, not just the likes of Barisage is or pass, or pass it back or down the wing to Kent. But Yilmaz, he was, he was actually picking out players in the middle, trying to pick out Tony, <laughs> trying to pick out Kovac, uh, trying to, uh, even trying to look and see if there was other players, Lawrence moving inside. And I like that about his game. He, he, he looked far more vision than than I think Barisic has got. Barisic is, is, is good once he's in a sprint getting down, although he's, he looks to have slowed down a bit. Don't know why that's through through the injuries the injury he had for a, for quite a long time, but um, it's a it's a big call. I, I think I might go with Barisic actually and and give. I mean, he's still only. We said he only been two two days, but he's not much longer really, and he hasn't played that much with the team. So I think I would go with Barisic uh, just just now. But then again, if the guy is, he seems to be very, very fast, and maybe that's what you need uh, when 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 we're playing the Belgians because we need to we need we need to say oh, we need to do something. We can't just keep hitting our heads against a brick wall the the way we've uh, the way we've been doing against Kilmarnock for a long time, and then uh, uh, Livingston for a long time. So we've got to do something to try and break them down, and whether it's. Yeah, Barisic is crossing. So that's you. You you're going to miss that because I, I never seen anything from Yilmaz that I thought. Hmm, that's that's he's, he's a really good crosser of the ball. But see, um, see on that, Davy. Like I was actually thinking about that. That there was a, a couple of balls that were half decent and I'll just a wee bit off it. But what I liked about him is he he tried different types of crossing. You know, we see this with Tavernier sometimes. Whereas Borna Barisic will be quite one-dimensional. He'll get by the player, get to near the byline, then cross it in. Mm-hmm. We've seen Yilmaz cross it for deep, get past the player, link mm-hmm. up with the wire, then take a touch, cross it, or cross it first time. So I'm not saying he's going to come on and do that tomorrow. I think we do need to give him time. But I, I quite like seeing that, that there's, there's a wee bit of thought and there's... We're giving the we're giving the opposition defence a decision to make as opposed to the same cross over and over again. So I, yeah. I, I did like seeing that in Saturday. To be fair, yeah. Well, that's what I meant when when he was putting the putting balls in, not just down the wing, or, or he was he was looking for, looking for other players everywhere. And even when he was crossing, you were actually seeing that he was looking along the line to see where where players were. And if I can go back to 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 one thing, talking about the midfield, uh, the young boy McCann. Scored two goals yesterday for the for the B team, and the, I, everybody, all the pundits I've seen, they've all been saying that boy's too good for that league, and I I don't know why we're still going to be keeping him playing him there because 
it's it's going to you're going to end up ruining them or, or, or losing them if, if you're going to keep them in the B team. So that's another point that I, that I think uh, I would like to see McCann just moved up permanently, and because he's not any worse than the rest of them that are in there. And Davis uh, is going to be so Davis is going to be, need to be, be changed sometime. Yeah, I think I think on McCann, I think you know I watched a bit of the B team the other day, and he, he definitely looks a player. I think preseason against Blackpool he looked good, but. I think to it's it's one thing them coming into the squad and being part of it and then throwing them in for 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 games like tomorrow night. I just personally think if we can as him and Lowry, I think I think there's been a little bit in my opinion of a bit of an overhype on how much of an impact they're going to make this season. And King, I think that to, to bed, they need bedding in. I think they need a couple of games, you know, even minutes when we're winning comfortably, and then and then show what they can do. I don't think they're ready to come in and, and make an impact at the minute, in my opinion. But no, I was, yeah. I wasn't. Sorry, I wasn't talking about tomorrow night. Oh, I, right, I, yeah. I, I don't think he's in the squad, is he, for tomorrow night? Don't, I'm not sure about that. Well, but, I um, think if he'd have played yesterday, probably, no, probably not. To be fair, but yeah, but um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to for tomorrow night. But I just think we've, we've got to promote him for. Uh, for uh, other games, for the competition, for those the Scottish games, and uh, yeah. no, that's just the way I feel about it. Lowry, he's sort of disappeared for for the moment into uh, the B team as well. So, exactly. and I've seen somebody asking where uh, where I lived in Germany. So I live in the Dutch border by Oldenzaal, a place called Bad Bentheim. That's <laughs> nice one, David Craig. See, so Gio has obviously got a lot of credit in the bank for, for Seville, uh, and I think he deserved that for you know get, uh, him getting us there and some of the performance we, and teams we beat. But see, if we was to go out tomorrow night, how how much of an impact would that that have so early on, and you know so many new signings and 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 going into the season again, like we did last season on, on a real downer going out to to Malmo. Um, I, I was just going to say, like after Malmo, the the disappointment from that was was incredible. Um, I, I think I, I came away from that with a kind of level of shock that was quite similar to last Tuesday um, and it wasn't so much the result it was more the performance um, or lack of that, that was the, the biggest concern um, I think there is no doubt like I said at the start of the pod that um, this Rangers team does have the makings of being very very successful and being really entertaining um, we, we just need to click right the more, um, and again, I don't think that everything needs to come together. The tactics, the performances. We need to have players that haven't really played for a wee bit, and um, the likes of Morelos, Kent. Um, we need them to come in and, and really hit the ground running. The atmosphere tomorrow is going to be really, really important. Um, I think anyone walking into that game um, in the turnstile not up for that give your ticket away. Do not come to Ibrox unless you are ready to give hell to the Belgian people. Uh, <laughs> listen, the Belgians are well known for their surrendering, so see, as soon as we battle them, they'll surrender. So, uh, probably the most un-PC thing that we can say in a family pod, but hey, hey. Uh, listen, I, I, I think we need to go there and show them what Ibrox is about. It's easy to be up for a game against Dortmund or Leipzig in a semi-final. Let's see what we're like when the team really, really needs us. Um, Broad or narrow is the word. That's the word. So we do it tomorrow, man, and we do it as one one club. That's the thing tomorrow night. And it, see, if we get an early goal in the first 10 minutes, I, I do think the atmosphere and, and everything that comes with it will really get, get to, to, to the side. I think this, this, is last week not their first European game in something like 50 years? I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. It's, 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 yeah, I, just think, yeah, I, just, I just think if, if we score early tomorrow night and, and, and get the crowd, the crowd will be, listen, the crowd will be up for it anyway. The players need to get to do something in that 10 minutes to get the crowd even further you know, with them. And I think, I think if we score earlier, I can see us running away with it. Colin, though, Colin, no, the big one for me is Ryan Kent. I think he is obviously injured last, last Saturday against Livingston, the last kick of the ball. Um, he, he twists his ankle on them on that terrible, terrible pitch that should, should be banned from the top flight. Um, so as Davey alluded to about Morelos being out for five months, Kent's really only missed sort of five, six days uh, training. I think he has to start tomorrow night, even if he's 70, 80%. I think a 70, 80% Ryan Kent's better than anything we've got at the minute to, to, to play in that wide left position. I totally agree with you, Mason. 
it's even if we could only get sixty minutes, as you say, he has to start for me. Um, last Tuesday, I think we really that this is where I, I've said quite a lot in this pod that Ken gets a hard time because we focus when things aren't going well, we focus on he doesn't get goals, he doesn't get assists, but see his overall contribution, see the amount of goals that he's involved in, but he doesn't get the last touch, so it's non-assist. See, off the ball, uh, I think you'll you'll be hard-pushed to find a, a more important player than Ryan Kent off the ball. He attacks back, he, like, he, he'll, he'll cover the midfield, he'll cover Barisic, he'll get back in. Even he's pressing off the ball, he'll lead the charge. Last Tuesday, when we were just so devoid of ideas and so lacklustre, Ryan Kent, even if it's no coming off of him, you know, he'll he'll go that extra mile, he'll he'll run himself into the ground and the team respond to that. Um and he's a big game player. We say it time and time again, like it can be frustrating if it's you know not each against Livingston. He keeps on trying the same thing over and over again. But he does respond well to the, the bigger games and the big atmosphere. And RSC fifty six just say they bring so much to Rangers that, that that's how you sum it up. So Kent coming in and I I'm I said last week, I'm really looking forward to seeing how well Kent, Lawrence and Tillman like, connect up together in general. And I think they'll really gel uh, this season. But it's a no-brainer for me. If Gio said the day i seen that he's he's in the squad, he has to start. Yeah, I mean, we, we've sort of picked on the, the you know the, the team that we will all sort of play and, and the front three. I think if Ryan Kent, as as, we've, as you've just alluded to, Colin, there, he, ha- he has to start. I, I think in Europe... Um, up there with Morelos, he, he's obviously our most most influential player, um, and he's the only one that really, you know, we've brought in Matondo. But again, from last week, and obviously only played sort of ten fifteen minutes Saturday to go and throw him in, in such a an important game. Um, I think I think I, I probably you know I'm not sure I would yet. Davy, want to touch on on another thing is as well. We've still got what twenty five days left of the window. Looking at the squad at the minute, and and, and I see someone earlier in the comments uh, said that they'd, they'd like to see us, you know, get rid of Roof and, and Sakala and, and bring in another forward player. Is that something you, you'd like to sort of see us do? Is there any other positions that you'd like to, you know, for us to strengthen? Well, listen, I, if you're going to get guarantees that Roof's going to play about 30 games, 35 games, then it's worth keeping Roof. But if it's going to be play three games, miss out six weeks, play another three games... Now then, you're better than getting rid of him. That's the way it's looked up to now that, that he's, he is like that. So if, if if we go through the season with just Alfie and Cholak, then we're going to be in trouble because uh, at some time we're, we're going to miss one of them or, or hopefully not. But um, Alfie, up until his injury, wasn't really that injury prone, but unfortunately he got a big one. And uh, no, I think if we could get rid of Roof, and even get a wee bit of money for him, uh, and then bring in a bring in another player. I think that would be that would be very astute. But um, yeah, we can't we can't keep affording to bring in injury prone players just because they're cheap. We've we've got we've got to do something that uh, that to get in a good a good player that that when if Alfie does fall out or Cholak falls away. That they can move right in and get goals. We actually need three centre forwards that score fifteen goals a, a, a season, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully Alfie will be over that. They were doing about the twenty, but um, no, we def- definitely need uh, we need to look at that anyway. And uh, Roof, if, if we're not going to get any more games out of him as uh, as fifteen a season or something like that, twelve fifteen a season, then uh, then he needs to move on. Yeah, Craig, I see that David Hurd just made a good point about Morelos and Kent's new deals. You know, there, there are rumours that they're, they're good. They both want to stay and sign new deals. But, you know, Champions League football might have a big, you know, bearing on that. And, um, you know, if they do or not. Um, but let's not forget tomorrow night, if we, if we go through, that's an extra £5 million parachute money because we've made it to the, you know, the last round of qualifying for the Champions League. So that, that £5 million could because it could be, you know, another attacking player or another number eight Sort of, we're desperately needing. I think. What's your What's your thoughts on? You know, David alluded to roof there and, and Sakala. There's rumours daily that Sakala is going to be leaving. Um, what's your thoughts on 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 Sakala if he, if he was to to go? I think um, 
I think it's pretty clear that Sakala is not in favour uh, by uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Um, <clears throat> I think he's proven that when he's used in the right way, uh, he's, he's a, a player that can be really, really useful. Um, but he just does not seem to fit into to the plans that, that Gio's got. Um, my concerns are similar to what I've been saying about the, the preparation and stuff. We've, Van Bronckhorst hasn't just decided that these players are, are surplus to requirements. Um, we get told all the time whenever Ross um, brings the um, yeah Ross Wilson is, is on Rangers TV that he speaks daily with the manager. Um, you would like to think that they talk about what he wants and what he doesn't want. And um, again, like obviously we've lost Bassi and we've got Adibos went um, and we've brought in um, Kolac um, Suter. Um, we've brought in Lawrence, we've brought in uh, Yilmaz and Tillman um, and we're talking about potentially Roof and um, Sakala leaving, that's a similar number going out as coming back and we wanted to be going forward I, I keep saying this about going forward um, we, proved, we last year proved that we didn't have enough numbers of quality players, we had loads and loads of players that could fill jerseys but we didn't have quality um, and we need players that are going in. Obviously, Matondo's coming in, and he seems, I'm not saying he's a similar player to Sakala, but there's going to be periods that he's going to frustrate the, the hell out of us. Um, you can tell like he's like a kind of Ted McMinn, just get the ball and just run type of player. Um, Showing my age here, I know that, but uh, still you've got our Rangers knowledge. Um, but um, I think I'm frustrated by the fact that the amount of money that we must have brought in last season and the players that we've sold for the amount that we have sold them for and we're still saying we might need to sell players to bring in players and we might need to get the Champions League to be able to bring in players. We've, we have spent, we've spent a decent amount of money but I would have liked to have thought that we could have spent a bit more than that. Colin, I've thought of... Oh, go on, sorry. sorry. I, mean, I, was, I was going to ask you as well. I mean, you know, I think Craig makes a really good point in terms of our spend and, and what we've brought in and, you know, this Champions League money which... Again, last season, I think we had, we ended up getting to, to Seville. So, but financially, the club needs this Champions League money. That type, the, the type of players that we're talking about, Morelos and Kent, um, that you know, that type of quality of player. I think without Champions League money, we're, we're unable to go and get them. Um, so that's why I think tomorrow night's game is is so obviously we're not there. You know, if we win tomorrow night, but we need to make sure we do we do the business. Ah, it's absolutely huge and. You know, I agree with quite a lot of what Craig says, but I think it's the hardest thing in the world being a Rangers fan when you're a big club just crippled by the fucking reality of where you are. And we need to to look at the reality of where we are, where we play, but also where we've came from. See the amount of rebuilding we've done the last few years? Like in any, any team, in any side... No, every signing is going to work out. The more signings you make, the more that's like the more players you really have, it just don't work out. We've made a lot of signings that don't work out, and we've still got them. Jack Simpson's still on the books, you know. We've just managed to get rid of Glenn Middleton. Um, we've still got Stephen Kelly, not a bad player, but he's not got to get any of the Rangers side. Well, we've, if you if MD ever if MD still buys a match day program. Look at the squad list in the back, and it's frightening. It's fucking top to bottom on A4, and that's how big a squad we have. So it's not just about the money coming in, and that we 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 are paying all these wages, and and that's I think there's an element of realism there that we we can't support that. Rangers have a structure they need to sit behind. We've got some high earners who are only playing our roof, um, and then all these other players who won't be in massive wages, but they do build up. That's why tonight's so important. More tonight, sorry. Tomorrow night's so important. It really is. It's. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like we. It's not a case if we don't go through, then it's fucking no. The whole thing's can't. You know, we'll still get a good run in Europe. We we should be expecting. We just need to work a wee bit smarter. But I think if the worst does happen tomorrow night, there is a bigger focus in getting ready this deadwood uh, because we need to clear something up to bring in more quality. If we do get through, then that five million you're talking about, Mason, we've got a bit more flexibility, and it's no, we're not 
over-reliant and shifting the likes of Sakala or Simpson, Kelly again. Um, By the way, do you know, yeah. I've, just, I've just worked out, guys, know how Colin's always in the press box? Ross Wilson's his pal. Ross <laughs> <laughs> told him what to say. Listen, listen, I... I'm not going to. I'm not going to fucking beat around the bush, man. Like if I can get in the press box, Rangers say jump, and I'll say hold on, I kiss your ass first. That's what <laughs> fucking happens. All right, um, I'll sell out, no bother. The policeman is the guy that started it. He's a policeman. <laughs> I've been outed. Oh, <laughs> if, I, if, I can, <laughs> if I can bring us back to normal, but it's it's. Colin made a good point. It's, it's not there was somebody said on that Roof will lose money on Roof four and a half million. It, it cost, um, but it's not just it's about his wages as well. We're, we're paying him for sitting in the, the the stand for most of the season. Then you're losing all that money uh, over and above. So it's worth it to get rid of him just for his wages alone. And hopefully we will get something for him. But uh, yeah, that, who's who's going to buy a player that, that's injured every two weeks, every three weeks? That's getting rid of him might be the difficult thing. Yeah, roof, roof. We you're spot on. We're, we're not we're not getting the money back for, for roof. I think if roof is to go, I'll be think we'll be lucky to get a feedback because, as you said, he's injury issues. And but we've had two years out of him, and you know we'd all agree that the the four point five million was worth the fifty five season where he was top goal scorer. So. You know, I know maybe over the years, you know, you say that's that's poor buyer, but that season, I think, um, definitely got our money's worth there. Um, but it's definitely time for me. I think a club like ours should have four fit strikers, no, no matter what. Um, but, but gents, I think that's as good a time as any to, to to wrap it up. See, we've had a lot of comments tonight, and, and thank you for that. And thanks, you know, before we we sort of um, you know end, would just like to say thanks to. The three guests tonight, starting with with Davy T. Thanks a lot, Davy. Um, and and I'd also like your, your prediction for for tomorrow night. Um, well, I'm going to go for three 0 because I, I hate to say to say anything that's going to get put us out. Uh, so I'm going to say three 0 And thanks for having us on. And I see Craig's turned into Joe Rebo there at the back. <laughs> so and uh, he's that in the in the dark. He's blonde hairs away, but um. Uh, no, 3-0, and hopefully the crowd will drive us on to, to victory. Yeah, I think, I think as, as we said, the crowd's got a you know a big part to play tomorrow. And 3-0, I'm, I'm still trying to think about a score here now. I'm not sure. Craig, thanks a lot for tonight. Um, what's your prediction for tomorrow? Well done tonight, Mason. Fucking guiding the ship there. Uh, I'm going for uh, an early goal. I think Rangers can end up beating them 4 0. Um, it's imperative that, like I said, any fan that's going through that turnstile tomorrow uh, stick with the team early doors, um, sing your fucking hearts out, um, and give them absolute hell. No, absolutely. It needs to start from you know from from the off. And Colin, the uh, back in the press box tomorrow, or uh, or from. Nah, um, I told Ross Wilson the wrong time. He told me to fuck off. I'm back in. <laughs> I can't believe Dominos. Napron sandwiches are night for calling. <laughs> um, cheers for having us on, Mason. Um, solid job as always, mate. Oh, it's we're either going to see the absolute best of this Rangers side or the absolute worst. There's no going to be any in between. So just brace yourself for that, Bears. And as Craig says, aye, let's just, it's not, we can only do so much. We can't, we can't dictate what happens in the pitch, but we can fucking cheer them on. And we've seen how well this Rangers team can respond to a bouncing eyebrows. I'm going to go 3 1 Rangers. I think we'll go the extra time. And then um, it's the MD's game. But I tell you what, if it goes to the extra time, I'll, my money and my, my head and my heart will both say Rangers. Um, if it goes to extra time, this USG, they're, they're done. Yeah, I agree, Colin. I think it's going to be an extra time job tomorrow night. So, as, as always, support will be needed. Uh, let's hope we get the job done. But thanks all for, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. We are the people.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.